Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Mackinac, bringing you the very best from the vast collection of camps preached by healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. I hope you've had a wonderful Saturday and welcome to today's teaching. Today's message is from Mighty Foundations Camp, preached to shepherds in Switzerland in 2009. Every long-lasting ministry stands on strong foundations, which leads us to today's message on one of the key pillars entitled Foundation of Unselfishness. Dag Heward Mills outlines the need for Christians and ministers to be aware of others and to not be simply self-absorbed or focused on you alone. I believe after today's message, selfishness shall depart from us in Jesus' name. Listen and be blessed. All right, all right, all right. Good, good. Unselfishness is the next foundation. Father, thank you for this great opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, unselfishness is one of the major foundations of Christianity. And it's one of the major foundations of us here in the ministry. Amen. Not being selfish. Okay? Now, selfishness is, means all about thyself. Okay. Now, are you there? What does selfish mean? Okay. So, selfish. You see? It's like about yourself. Ish. You see, so a person is oriented. The ish speaks of your orientation in life. You want to talk about orientation? Orientation speaks of your tendency, your slant, inclination. You are tilted towards yourself. <laughs> Do you get it? Greenish means you are tilted towards green, color green. Bluish, you are tilted towards the blue. If you have a white shirt which has become reddish, it's like it's it's tending towards the the red, more inclined towards red, reddish, British. <laughs> foolish foolish is what you are tilted towards being a fool towards <laughs> okay now selfish is made up of the following Number one, it means to be self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. 
Okay? Number two, self-aggrandizement. Self-aggrandizement. Make yourself grand. A-G-G-R-A-N-D-I-Z-E-M-E-N-T. Self-aggrandizement. They are all English words in the dictionary. Self-absorbed. Now, many of us in Switzerland are absorbed with ourselves. We have so many explanations. And a person who is self-absorbed has a lot of explanations about his life. And their life and why and this. Over here, this. They, They talk like that. Over here, you see, hear this. Over here, this. Hear that. This, that, that is the person, and that is one of the problems of Swiss is to go out of Switzerland. Now, there, there are more things out of Switzerland than a little Swiss way of going about things. Amen. And, and it affects the church. That is why if it has not been possible to get even one person just to go only to Germany. Huh? Are you there? Self-assertion. You assert yourself. Self-assertive. Self-assurance. You assure yourself by speaking a lot and giving a lot of excuses. Self-assurance. Okay? The next one is self-aware. Awareness. The person is just aware of himself. Aware of your life. Aware of yourself. But you are not aware of others. You are not aware of what is happening in Rwanda. You are not aware of what is happening just next door in Germany. You are not aware of anything else except yourself. One of the basics of Christianity is a consciousness of others. That there are others apart from yourself whom you should be aware of. That is why we didn't just sit in Ghana and say we are blessed in Ghana. We have a good church. We don't need anybody. Because you can ask the people if you come to Ghana. We are blessed in Ghana. I have my house. I have my car. I have a very big church. I have branch. I don't, I don't need to come here. I don't need, I don't, there's nothing I need to come and get from here. True. I'm as Swiss as I, I can, I'm going to be. I'm half Swiss. I'm more Swiss than many of you will ever be. <laughs> but I'm not just self-aware. Aware of only myself. I'm aware of others. Hey. Self-belief. These are all, I'm just reading to you words in a dictionary. I'm reading to you from a dictionary. The words I'm giving you are words from a dictionary. An Oxford dictionary. Self. I say selfish. It's like greenish, bluish, reddish. It's oriented and inclined towards blue or red or green. And oriented or inclined towards self are all these. Self-aware. self Belief. Self 
catering. You cater for yourself. Catering, like catering. Self-catering. Cater for yourself. Let's sort out yourself. Isn't it? What do you think? The next one, self-centered. Center of the world is you. Pray you don't marry a self-centered person. Who wants the room to be hot when you want it to be cold? Who wants the television to be on when you want it to be off? Who wants to arrange the chairs here when you want to arrange the chairs there? Who wants to eat salad every day and you want to eat rice every day? Huh? Every two self-centered people meet. It's not easy. The whole world is going to revolve. Everybody is going to revolve his world around me. I, myself, and me. Self-center. The center of the world is me. How can such a person do anything for God? When the world is full of people who need Christ, who have problems, and who want to do something, who want help. But you think of yourself. Well, we will never have the end of our personal problems. Our problems will never end, personally. So, the whole of ministry revolves around somebody who, although he has a problem, is able to lift himself up above himself and care for somebody else. But the world does not revolve around you. It revolves around others. Self-confident. Self-congratulatory. Self-congratulatory. Self-conscious. Self-congratulatory. Congratulate yourself. You live for yourself to congratulate yourself. Ain't it? You congratulate yourself. Is it not true? Self-deception. Self-declared, self-defeating, self-delusion, self-distracting, self-determination, self-discipline. Is it too fast? Get the tape. (laughs) Self-doubt. Self-employed. Self-examination. Self-expression, self-fulfilling, self-governing, self-helping, self-image, self-important, self-indulgent, indulging yourself. That means you feed yourself. (laughs) And Jesus said, if any man wants to come, after me I will receive him in peace to my rest only he should know that any man who holds the plow and looks back isn't fit for my kingdom take up your cross follow me deny yourself deny yourself 
Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Say no to yourself. All these selfish things. Huh? Amen. Self-interest. Self-interest. And finally, selfish. Self-made. Hey, it's not finished. Self-obsessed. Self-obsessed. Hey. Self-possessed. Self-preservation. Preserve yourself. I want to preserve myself in Switzerland. And because of your selfishness, no one can hear the gospel of Jesus. Amen. 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 You must not be engrossed with yourself. Now, your ability to give reflects the extent to which you have destroyed selfishness in you. One day, the Lord, the Lord led me to give some donations to some other ministries. One time, one, when they went to give a donation to this other ministry, their response was so amazing. And they, they said they had just had a meeting where they had discussed, discussed that their greatest problem was finances. Amen? Amen? But here comes a check that blessed them. And they were so amazed, so shocked. But it taught me something. Because it was just something I was doing because I felt the Lord told me to do it. That you can be so much in your world and be so eaten up with your own success, so self-obsessed, self-indulgent, self-conscious, self-aware, aware only of yourself, that you are not aware of other people's needs. That it's only when you give that you realize that their need was even greater than yours. Far greater. But you are so self-obsessed with your own world of your own needs. Do you get it? And to do well in life, you need to come out of yourself. That's why in Ghana we have an expression we say that his self has come. <laughs> his, himself has come. Which, which, which means that he has come out of himself. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And when he, he, he comes out of himself, he is able to minister to others. <laughs> Self promotion. Self reliance. Self respect. Self restraint. Self righteous. Self satisfaction. Self-seeking. Seeking for yourself. Self-service. When you go and serve, you serve yourself. <laughs> Everything about you is oriented towards yourself. If it's service, it's self-service. If it's indulgence, it's self-indulgence. 
If you are obsessed, you are obsessed with yourself. If you are possessed, you are possessed with yourself. If you care, you care for yourself. Everything you do, you do it for yourself. And if I was to do everything for myself, or Jesus was to do everything for himself, right, we would not be here. You see? And so we need to come out of ourselves. And I'm telling you, you can never be a good child if you only think about yourself. Because when you grow up, you will not know what your parents have done for you. And when you grow up and you have a very self-centered child, you see that you see your child as somebody. You get it. You see yourself as somebody. Are you there? Who is just whose world is just me? It's just ourselves. And that's why it's good for, to come to homecoming. Sometimes, it, I, I, I told Pastor Jimmy the other day that you should come to see Korea. And some of you, you should, you, should, you should go out. When you go out, you see more. You should realize that the world is far more. Far greater. If the world is not centered around you. Yes. Okay. There are so many people in the world. There's so much to be done. Huh? Are you listening to me? Yeah. The world does not revolve around you. That's why we are here. That's why we are preaching. Because the world does not revolve around me. It does not revolve around Ghana. It does not revolve around people who only speak English. There are a lot of people who don't speak English. And there is a world there. It's not only English. When you go to Asia, you find that if the world was made of a hundred people, 60 of them would come from Asia. Yes. Only 13 of them would come from Africa. Africa is the second largest continent. And 13 of them would come from Africa. And 12 of them would come from Europe. And nine of them would come from South America. And only five would come from America. And so Americans are very self-centered and self-conscious of their country and of their world. When you watch the television, you think that the whole world is America. That they are, <laughs> the world was made of a hundred people. Only five would be Americans. Yeah. So they are very small. I met an American person. I was telling him. He was asking about my books. I said, my, my, my books are in another world. Not the American world. I said, the American world is only five people out of a hundred. If my book is not in that world, it doesn't mean that it's not important. Yeah. That's a very small part of the world. I said, I'll take you to places. You see that your American books are not there. There's no American book there. But at first, I used to think, if you are not in America, then you know. I met a pastor there. Too. I have only one pastor in America who is a friend of mine. I don't have any. I mean, on Lighthouse, real Americans. I said, I have one. And he told me, I want to be your second American friend. I said, okay. If you want to be. Most Americans think that the world is in America. That's why Americans, they are afraid to go out. <laughs> you don't see them moving out. They are afraid. <laughs> When they see Africa, they say, hey, Africa! They're afraid. (laughs) Hey! 
Are you there? Okay. So, where are we? Self-service. Self-styled. Self-sufficient. Self-willed. Self-worth. Okay. So, I am now, you see, this is the, this of all the things that I've shared with you, this part of the message is the only part that has to do with you moving forward. All the things that I'm sharing help you to understand more. But this part about selfishness helps you to go out of yourself. Yes. Without going out of yourself, you cannot do well. You have to go out of yourself, out of your world, out of your life. Do you understand? Into into something higher. Something that is not about you, but something that is about others. And I believe that God promoted me when he sent me on the field to evangelize. There's nothing there. There's no offering. There's no money. There's nothing. It's just for the people. You don't become, where I have to say, you don't become famous. It will not be on a television. It's nothing. It's just do well and get out of there. That's all. You get it? So it's oriented towards others. Can I have an amen from you? So, we need to kill that self-oriented spirit. And when you hear a selfish person talking, you hear the person, my job, my children, my life, my this, your everything, you. What about me? What about me? What about, what about I have to come to you? You see, all you are thinking about you and your work and your time. But what about me? What about us? You know what it involves to come? That's why I said to you yesterday that I am conscious, you may not be conscious of it, but if you think about I am also conscious of the risk that I'm taking. To come here. If I didn't think, if I didn't think, if I thought there was no risk, I would would fly with my wife. What would be better than sitting by my wife on a plane for 10 hours? My wife can talk endlessly. She has a gift of, she has a gift of talking. And I used to travel with her. Then as the plane crashes and all those things increase in the world, I became more conscious of the risk. And I said, you know something? If I'm going, you go here, you come here, we meet. It's better. So I'm conscious of it. And you, you are coming to this meeting. You are conscious of yourself. My child, my job, my time, my days, my life, my wealth. Don't come on Monday. Come on Saturday. Don't come on this. Come on that. your, Your whole world is just you. And you get that a lot from Switzerland. One day, I had a pastor in Switzerland. Yeah. And uh, that pastor was in another town. So I arrived, I flew into one town. And I said to him, I said, meet me in this other city. Because I'm coming there for one day. And I need to see you. So, when I arrived in the morning, or whenever I waited for him for the whole day and he didn't show up 
So, around 11 o'clock in the evening, I went to a telephone booth to call him. And I said, brother, you know, when I called him, he, 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 his wife answered. And his wife said, I said, where is such and such? She said, brother, such and such has... Uh, I, first of all, when I got there, I was told that this pastor says, says that he's not well. So he cannot come. Now that, just like all the other pastors who are not here. It's the same kind of reasoning. Yeah. All of them. Equa who is not here. Uh, uh, Donna who is not here. Linda. Gertrude. Pastor Fred. All of them. The same type of attitude. The same kind of thing. So he's not well. I was told he's not well. And I'm come for just one day. And I said you need to come. That's why I said that. We will not, I will not accommodate all those things anymore. And I'm mentioning that name. And I'm saying it. Yeah. I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't approve of all those pastors who are not here. I don't have, I know, I will send somebody else to come and have a campaign. If you, if you don't attend camps, I will, I will remove you from being a pastor. I just want to tell you in advance. You can be a sister or a brother, or whatever. I will not be a pastor. And you people should not, don't allow people to be pastors of you who are some way. Tell them that you are some way. When Bishop preaches, we can see you are some way. When, when pastors are some way, you must be able to say, Choboy, look, Choboy. Yeah, the way the way it's we can see that you are some way. We don't like we don't like such things. That's spoiling the chair. Before we didn't know all those things, but now we can see that you are some way. People have taken driven for seven hours to come here because they are what idiots, idiots. They are idiots. That's why they are here. That's why he's here. He's, got, he's an idiot. <laughs> Just call me out. I'll send you another pastor. Anyway. So, I, when, I, when I arrived, I was given this type of reason. This type of Swiss self-centered Self-conscious, self-aware, self-possessed, self-obsessed, self-preserving, self-caring, self-catering, self-righteous reason. By this great pastor of one of our big churches here. He said, he cannot, he's, he's not well. So I said, no. He's not, so, that, so when I tell I said, I knew it was this kind of reason. The same type of reason that I've got for all the, all the pastors who are not here today. All of them, including all. It's the same type of thing. There's no exception. All of them. Including your wife, including Pastor Jimmy's wife, Anita, and Pastor Fred, and Donna, Linda, and who? All of them who are not here. They are all some way. I am saying it. Yeah. And if, if it happens ever again, that we have a serious camp, they don't come, that will be it. That will be the last day. Honestly, I'm not joking. Yeah. And I'm going to send somebody to come and have a camp and I'll ask about it. And I'll move people. Look, I'm prepared to close down the churches one by one and leave the wife. I've got a loyal person. I've got a loyal person. The rest of you go. Yeah. Look, this church, that's how my church started. I started a church. There was a group like this. And the guys were disloyal. They were all grumbling and talking. And one day, God said to me in my room, cast out this corner and strife shall cease. And I knew that guy was my right hand. Before Bishop Saki came to my life, 
And that guy was my right hand man. He was also a medical student. And all the people in the church were his friends. And I knew that when I asked him to go, all the people would go with him. But I did it. And I, I got, God told me to do it. And I sacked him from the church in 1987. I sacked him. I said, go. And all the people who had grounded, all of them went out. Contention and strife and everything went out. And from that day, I was left with a few loyal people. And the few loyal people that I have, as what have become a multinational church with tens and tens and tens of thousands of members. That's what has become a big church. And I have learned from experience and from my, my beginnings that it's better to have a few people who are with you than have a lot of people who are not. You can't see wh- wh- where they are standing. So right now in Switzerland, we are ready with a knife to trim, to trim down the church. We want to trim down the church to a certain size that we know that these are the real people that are in lighter and these others are not in lighters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving a yellow card to everybody who's not there. And that person fell. I want to see him here tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, I should walk out and go to another place. Yeah. I'm serious. I don't want to have a lot of people who I can't tell where they stand. I want to have just a few that I know they are with us. The rest will be. There are so many good churches. Be at that, at that church and be there. Please, leave us. I learned it when the church began. The few loyal people that have... Bishop Saki, my wife, Bishop Eddie, they have been with me since 1988. When that guy went out and all the people who were grumbling about me, whether I was called, whether I was this, whether I was that, whether I was... All of them went out. And I've been with these same people and we have gone from victory to victory, from strength to strength all these years. Yeah. So they, they should go so that we'll be here. Yeah. I will not accept it again. And I'm mentioning all the names of the people who are not here. And I'm putting my yellow card on it. Next time there's anything like that, that's your last day of being a pastor. Yeah, and I mean it. It's the last day of your being a pastor in the church. You have to do exams again and then be reappointed if you still want to be around. And I don't mind you not being here. We are prepared to cut off the church until we are left with one, two, three, four, whatever it is we have. Everybody should go. Because this is a principle God showed me. Stay with the few loyal people than with a lot of people that can't tell where they stand. That's it. Yeah. Sit down. Pastor Richard, you come and have a camp. Hmm? Anybody who doesn't come is no more a pastor. That's my instruction. Father, arrest the horns of every authority in the land that lifts itself up against what you are doing. Lift them by the horns and remove them. Approve them. Approve every tree that you have not planted in our midst in the name of Jesus. Every poisonous plant and herb that is in the field of your vine. Remove it in the name of Jesus. So this guy, I have come all the way from Ghana and I just need to see him because you are my pastor that I've put you here. And he did not come. I called him. I said, come. I'm there. Take a train and come. I have flown from Ghana and I have just one 24, 12 hours to see you. He did not come. He said, also. so around 11 o'clock, I thought maybe he would call me. 
I didn't hear God. So I was, at that time, I was with, but I stopped and it was even raining. And I remember I went into a telephone booth to call him. So I called. And when I called, his wife answered. I said, where's your husband? I said, oh, he's gone out. I said, out? But I was told that he was not well. You see, that's what I said, that these excuses are rubbish. And I rubbish all excuses. I thought you said he's not well. That's why he cannot come. When I was coming, I called. I said, I hope everybody is going to be at the camp. All the pastors, especially. Pastor Kweku told me, Vida cannot be there. Equa cannot be there. I said, tell them to come. When I came, Vida said, already she had an excuse not to come. So when he spoke to her, she had suddenly found a, a way of that excuse d- 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 evaporating. That's why she's here. So I said, all these excuses, if you really want to make a way, you can make a way. Look at my face clearly. I am very, let me tell you, I am ready to never see you again. If you don't know, I'm telling you, I'm ready to see you for the last time. I'll never hear, I'll never see you again. I don't mind. Look at my face clearly. Let me wash my face so that you see. I'm ready. I'll, I'll never see your face again. I'm ready never to see you again. Look at me clearly. Yeah. Look at my face clearly. Never. I'll that to be the end. Bye bye. Go out of my life. I also go out of your life. Let's separate our ways. Yeah. Don't stay here and disturb us. We didn't start this work. We are not doing. We are not. We are not here for money. I'm more educated than most of you here. Which of you have been to medical school before? Come on. We still are, we are not here about money or any of those things. Let's stop playing games. Some of us, we, we, are, we want to die for God. We don't want to fight with human beings or Christians. We want to fight with devils. Do not present yourself as something that we have to contend with. Our enemy is the devil and not you. If you, if you want to fight, don't fight with me. Move aside so that we fight with devils, but not with Christians or pastors. And if you think that I want to see you for the rest of my life, I can wipe you out of my life. You also go. Go your way. I also go my Like Abraham told Lord, tell him, pass here and pass here so there will be no trouble. So I told this guy, I said, come. He said, it's not well. He sent the message before, it's not well. It's not feeling well. 11 p.m., the person who is not well has gone out. So when he came, I said, ah, you, th- you said you are not well. How come you are not well at 11 o'clock in the night? You are, you've gone out the whole evening. You are now coming at 11 o'clock. You could have come to see me. Do you know what he told me? He said, somebody was, uh, something was, somebody was not well or somebody died or some, not a member or somebody's child or something like that. So we went to see, went to see the person and so on. I said, ah. But I said to him that you have a responsibility. When somebody sends you, you have a responsibility to the person who sent you. You see, your responsibility is not just, it's just to the people you've been sent to. If, when, when, I, when, I, when, when, the American ambassador, when I went to the American ambassador of, to Ghana with some other uh, dignitaries, and the American ambassador said, Colin Powell sent me here. She, Colin Powell was the foreign secretary then. And he said, Colin Powell said to me when I was coming, when I come to Ghana, I must ensure democracy. Something, something. She gave the things that Colin Powell told her. Her first responsibility is to the person who sent her. Who, who is uh, Colin Powell at that time? The Secretary of State. You, you, are, you are responsible to them. Not that's why you come to Ghana and say, oh, there's no water in Accra. So I've decided to do a campaign to bring water. 
That is not, they didn't send you to bring water to a crowd. They sent you to bring democracy and show democracy and water. Whatever the person who sent, who is paying for you to be there. So if you are in Lighthouse and you are somewhere, you are also responsible to the person who sent you. So if I have not seen you for one year, and I say, come, so that I can have a 30-minute meeting with you. You don't come. I have not seen you for four years. I'm having a camp. And I say, I'm coming. Here, come. After four years, I have not had any camp with you before. And about half of the pastors, you cannot come. At least I've mentioned about six of the pastors. How many of the pastors are here? How many are we? About half of the pastors are not here. Then what kind of nonsense is that? Then why should I even bother to come here? Why should I even bother to come here? Because even the members, they see that they cannot arise above the pastors. Because they are subject to the behavior of the pastors. Yeah. So this guy, he said that he cannot come at... Eh, 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 whatever, he can, he's not well. But he has gone out in the rain. And he has come, the whole evening he's come. Then you know what he told me? He said, when you tell us, so they, they started talking. They said that when you tell us what to do and we are doing it, then you call us to do another thing. That he's gone on visitation. He's gone on visitation to look after the members. And then when I, when he's doing the visit, I'm calling him to come for a meeting. You see, because you don't understand. That's what I'm saying. That if you really understood what I'm coming to do here and that the visit I'm coming to make here, you cannot tell me that because of your work or this. Of course, there are some occasions when your work really and genuinely you cannot allow. But most of the reasons that I believe, I personally don't even believe them. Personally, I don't believe them. I don't, just like this pastor. And that guy, in the end, broke away from the church and started a church in the same town. And has caused more and more and more people to, to break away. I should come and ordain such a person. Why should I ordain? I should ordain my enemies. I should ordain those that fight against me. The Bible says, contend with those that contend against me. Fight against them. Lift up your sword and your battle axe. I should rather come and establish you. Oh, please. If I have sent you, you owe something to me because I put you there. Before even you, you owe whatever to the people. You cannot misdirect the people's attention and, and, and their whatever. You will not be there. You, who knew you as a pastor? Who knew you as a pastor? Who appointed you as a pastor? Who knows you that you are a pastor? When did you become, how did you become a pastor? That's what Lucifer forgot. Lucifer forgot. He said that, the Bible said, you've forgotten that I have set thee, so I have appointed thee. He was going to fight against God himself. He forgot that God made him uh, 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 the angel in charge of whatever. What kind of nonsense? And this, I've said that we have been seeing this thing in Switzerland for years. And that's why I say that. We don't have anything like that in the UK. In the UK, I have a problem that people are offended because I don't allow them to come to the camp. That's my problem. That They are offended that because I restrict them. I didn't want so many people in the camp. So most of the pastors shouldn't come. That's the problem. They are rather offended with that. Why are we not allowed to come? Here, we come and it's like they, they, they are busy. Yeah, yeah, they are busy. But not for too long. Because it's going to change. We are going to be left with a few people who believe in what we are doing. And those few people are going to work with it. Yeah. You see, I am explaining this to you because... You can see the build-up of this behavior. You see it by the absence and the 
failure to understand. We say, let's have a meeting. Let's have a camp. Once, a, once in the bread. How I have forced to come. That's why I say I don't want to start talking about what, I, what made, made, made me to come here. Yeah. I don't want to start talking about that. But it just shows. Yeah. How many pastors are here? One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And six not here. It's almost half. Eleven. Timothy. Is it Timothy? Titus. Yeah. Why should I why should I have almost half of the pastors not here? Hey. Oh, no, I don't like it again. I don't like I don't I will not come to any meeting like that again. No, 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 no. I don't want it again. I want just a few people to work. Look, this work, we've been doing it for years. You are not the only children that we have. Germans are also waiting for us now. We want to go there and do other things. Yeah. And one pass, because I know there are a lot of young people who are very interested in what I'm doing. They want to, they also want to work for God. I don't want shields which will prevent them. Shield, when I speak, it hits the shield. It cuts them off like this. More young people are coming. Yeah. There are a lot of young people. They also want to serve God. They want to be pastors, evangelists. And so I want them, I want all of them to come. I don't want any shield, shield of, uh, uh, what? Shield of disloyalty. Hey! I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Just oriented around yourself. You must be also oriented around other things. That's why we talk about homecoming. Get up and come and see. There is more. And also this church comes from somewhere. The headquarters of this church is not Switzerland. Yeah. The headquarters of this church is in Ghana. I am a Ghanaian and the church was started from Ghana. Whether you like it or not, everything has a place that it starts from. Yeah. Everything has a place where it originally comes from. Yeah. Ah. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can, you can get out. You can walk out. Catholics go to Rome. Muslims go to Mecca. Church of God in Christ, they go to Memphis. Redeemed Church of God, they go. Please, what we are saying is that you are new and I'm educating you. But I'm also educating you in the light of certain things that are already in the system that we are bombing out of here. Yeah. You know, what hurts me most is that if you don't take care, you see that some of the young people who should have really done well, they will not do well because of such people. But one person who is correct can bring forth a lot of good people. Look at uh, Mary's, all of Mary's children. You see them clearly. Even every time I come, I, sometimes we have a family say, what I can see, these people are Lausanne people. These people are Lausanne people. These people are Lausanne people. And always you can tell a church from the pastor of the people. Yeah. Self-oriented. Selfish. Foundations of unselfishness. Now, hmm? 
Five types of biblical selfishness. Number one, self-enhancement. Ezekiel 23 verse 40. And furthermore, that you have sent for men to come from far, unto whom a messenger was sent. And lo, they came for whom thou didst wash thyself, and paintest thy eyes, and deckest thyself with Ornaments. Mercy. Thou didst wash thyself and deck thyself with ornaments. Self-enhancement. Even as you put ornaments on yourself, think about ornaments that must be put on others and on God's house and on God's servants. Don't just think of making yourself great in this life. Having a good life for yourself. Think of having a good life For others, somebody else can have a good life too. Through your life and through your ministry. Can I have an amen from somebody? Self-enhancement. Ezekiel 23 verse 40. Thou didst wash thyself, paint thy eyes, and deck thyself. Your eyes, yourself, yourself, everything. Improving of yourself. That's not how Christianity works. Christianity works through helping others. Number two, self-love. You love yourself. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. James 2 verse 8. You are supposed to God knows that loving of yourself is such a strong thing. That is why he said, the love you have for your neighbor should be at the level of the love that you have for yourself. Huh? That means that if you earn a hundred francs, you should use fifty francs for yourself to love yourself. And with the same fifty francs that you used to love yourself, you should love others. Or you didn't understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the love that you love yourself, ask thyself. Love your neighbor with the same amount of love. Time. Are you there? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, ask your neighbor, do you love yourself? What do they say? Thank you. Huh? What did they say? Yes, you love yourself. You love yourself, it's true. Number three, self interests. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 12. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. Proverbs 9 verse 12. If you are wise, you shall be wise for yourself. So as you can see, people are applying wisdom for themselves. 
love for themselves. But the day that you apply, you start to apply the love that you are applying to yourself to others. And the wisdom that you are using for yourself, you, you give it to others. God will give you even more. Because the Bible says, give it shall be given unto you. There is, a, there is something that I always remember. You know? It was a day that I, I sat down to advise somebody. I'll never forget that day. I thought that I was wise. And that this person lacked wisdom. So, I called the person to share something with the person that I normally don't share with anybody. That was one of my greatest blessings that day. Because when I told the person what I told the person, then he rather said to me, Bishop, you are mistaken. Yeah. Not, he was not rebuking me. Then he showed me something that I had not seen. I was, I will never forget that day. But what I remember about it was that the fact that I thought I was helping him, but I was the one who was so helped. He really helped me. So that's how I realized that when you give, even your wisdom, your love, you see, as I share with people, do this, God gives me more wisdom, more love. As I share the love that I would have given only to my biological children. I share with other children, other people's children. God has given me more children, more children than I can. I was coming here with some children that I have in Port Elizabeth. You know Port Elizabeth? Huh? And it's in South Africa. Yeah. Some young people. Yeah, when I went for the camp in South Africa, oh, you were dancing for me all the time. Did you see them? Yeah. I was bringing them. I've just fallen in love with them. And all of them, they came after the camp or during the camp, they'll come to my room, they'll come and sit on the floor, talk with all of them, a whole group of them, about 15 of them from Port Elizabeth. You know, even whilst I was here, they sent me a text. Or I said, I mean, the pastor, the pastor sent me a text. I said, well, how are my children there? They are, all, they are all missing you. We are missing you. Oh, I have other children. And by loving others, God has given me more children than I can, I can even control. Yeah. That's why I said that if you love thyself, if you are wise for yourself, you see, there is a wisdom you apply to your life. There is a love you apply to your life. But God is showing us that Christianity is based on denying yourself. You see, and this time you are not applying the wisdom for yourself. The wisdom you have for salvation is not for you only. It's for somebody else to hear that wisdom and be saved. The love that you have so intensely for your two children or whatever children, that love intensely for others who you didn't give birth to. You didn't give, the, you didn't give birth to them. And it's, it has turned out to be my greatest blessing. Yeah, yeah. Many times I go to churches to preach. I don't know, when I see the church, I just feel that I want the church to be stable. So I just preach, you know. I can do miracles. 
falling down, all, all those. I, I can do all those things. I know how to do all Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blowing of winds and other things. I can do all those things. I saw that many times. I look at the church and I say, this will be very good for this church. This church will be stable. And I will preach about loyalty without any miracle. As if I don't have even a miracle. Nothing. Just be to make the church better. So that people will believe in their pastor and follow their pastor humbly when I go. That thing has rather, I thought that, you know, it's like everybody will come and preach powerful things. The Holy Spirit will be moving different things. Hey! When I come with my number one taste, number two, number three, independent spirit, four, critical spirit, five. Hey! Rather, through that, eh? as I've been loving other people's churches and other pastors, it has rather made open more doors to the whole world that I can't even believe. Hey! Recently, a church in Colombia was ordering 20,000 books of loyalty. (laughs) 20,000. Spanish, in Spanish. Espíritu independiente. Independent spirit. Are you listening? I've learned something. When you take wisdom and you give it to others, you may think you are just helping them, but it's a seed. You will be the one who will benefit one day. You know, right now, if I want a car, I can I can say, please, I want a car. I mean, to my pastors, to my children, they will get they will give me a car. No, I'm not talking about the church's car. The church's car. You see, by by the grace of God, I don't need it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Or oh, you don't think so? If I ask you for lunch, will you buy lunch for me? How many will buy lunch for me? Just sausage and roasty. Will you, will you buy for me? How many will buy for me roasty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have so many people who would like to buy lunch for me. And dinner too. Somebody said you buy dinner for me too. Do you see? So when you give wisdom, so when you see somebody, let your heart be touched. Instead of just thinking about, I'm wise for myself. Proverbs 9, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. No. Think of how to be wise for somebody. Look at the person. My person said, I, I can actually weep out sadness if I, when I sense that maybe they are not prospering as I wish they would prosper in Switzerland. It's, it is one of the most painful. I even wrote it in a book. I said, it's one of the most painful things for me to see that here you are in Switzerland, whatever, Germany land, and you are not prospering. It's one of the hurting. It hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me deep down. And I realized that it's like wisdom, great wisdom is needed. It's not just about being here, this place. Huh. 
Me, I've been here. I've gone. I've seen people who've come and have left. It hurts me. Businessman. That's how a businessman asks me, are you laughing at me? I said, oh, I cannot laugh at you. I, cannot laugh at you. <laughs> I pray for you all the time. How can I laugh at you? I have prayer warriors who are praying for you. I'm laughing at you. No, I, I want you to be, to be blessed. Amen. And I feel happy. You know? It makes me happy. So my wisdom, I'm trying always to keep my way. But whether people want to receive it or not. So that I said, now I explain to people about these mortgages and eternal bills and things that they go and get there. So I said, look, this thing, I've seen one before. Two, I've been in houses, people have written letters with red paper. Capital letter, final warning, this and that, that and that. I've seen all before. It's not that somebody told me, not that somebody ahead of it, I was there. I've seen the thing, come, go, come, go, come, go, come, go. So brothers and sisters, you to share your love. The love that you have for yourself that you don't want to go to hell. And the love that, the wisdom that you have for yourself that makes you prosper. Share it. Share it. Ezekiel 31 verse 10. The next one, self-promotion in the Bible. So we have seen self-enhancement in the Bible, self-love in the Bible, self-interest in the Bible, self-promotion in the Bible now. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Ezekiel 31 verse 10. Because thou hast lifted up thyself in height and hast shut up his top among the thick bows and his heart is lifted up in his height. He's talking about somebody. But notice, he says, thou hast lifted up thyself. Okay, you lifted up yourself. That's selfishness. Lifting up yourself. Now, let's try to lift up somebody else. What do you think? Huh? My children from Lausanne, stand up. You see, I don't want to lift myself up. I want to lift you up. I want to lift you up. You can't imagine. I'll be jumped like a rabbit if I see you people, pastors, preaching, doing whatever. Have you seen a rabbit jumping before? That's me. That's all that I want. It, 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 doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be lighthouse. But if I see you, have, you become real men of God, preacher. Oh, what is my use in this world? Except to see that happening. That's why sometimes I say to people, sometimes they are starting churches, they want to leave the church. Leave the church. Just don't spoil the church. You can't be a pastor. I will even help you. But what I don't want is that a church that we are building, then you come and spoil it in order to start your church. That one, I don't want it at all. For that one, we will react to it. But you can do, you can leave. I will will even help you. Somebody was asking, has there been anybody who has ever left Lighthouse who you have a good... Plenty! There are people who are pastors who have, even the people in my book, I wrote about that. They are some of our best friends today. They know they are in the book and they always say, when he sees that place or I preach and I mention that, he'll be saying, yeah. But he says that he's true. And we even help him financially, different things. All that we are saying is, God bless you. If you want to do a separate thing, praise God. But do not spoil something that we have been building. 
together. That is the only thing that we don't want you to do. We don't want it. And we will fight it. We will fight it. For that, we will fight it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we will come down hard on that. As for you being a man of God and pastor, it's to my credit that you have become a great man of God or whatever you are. I don't mind. Not that I don't mind. I want it. If you do it in Lighthouse, great. If not Lighthouse and Gob Chapel, go to Gob. I'm also happy with that. But just do not start something and spoil it. That is all. Because it's an effort. It's very hard to start a church. Very hard for us to start a church. Is it not hard to start a church? Very hard for the church to grow. Have a choir. Do this. Do that. Do that. Hey. Hey. I will be happy when I see you. I will start jumping. I say, look at them. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Look, I remember Pastor Richard going fat and eating sausages in London. <laughs> and today he's a bishop elect. <laughs> but you can see that the person has actually been able to swallow the seeds and become a lion. It's true. That's what I want you people. I, I beg you, please. Don't, don't fail me in that regard. Okay, don't feel Mary. Don't feel Mary. The first member of this church. Don't feel her. She cared for you for years. She left you in, intact. And she didn't steal your hearts from me. You love me and you are interested in me. It's somebody who works in a UBS bank, which are trying to lay off people. And you have been able to take days off and come and sit here when they are looking for people to lay off. Is he an idiot? See, that's what I said. Some people, I want to make us as if we are idiots. Say, we are idiots. That's why we came here. But we don't have job. We don't have anything to do. So please, you must grow up nice. Are you, are you girls married? Is this your wife? Are you being nice to him? Okay. <laughs> and then you? No marry. Beloved? Where? John. John. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you, beloved? No beloved? Receive it. One. Are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah. My friends, please, please, please don't live for yourselves. Think about others who are just nice, just like you, and they're just waiting. And grow up and become somebody who has thought of another person and has given your life for others. And you'll be surprised what you think you are losing. You'll get it all back to Alexandria. Sometimes we look at our children when we are traveling. And you look at the eyes of children crying, crying at the gate. Just crying. Daddy, going. Yeah, why are you going again? You come. Kenneth Hagin said he used to cry. His little boys, when he turns around and he goes, he said when he turns right, then he'll stop the car and cry. His heart was broken as he would leave his little children. 
But he had to go. He talked about it. He said, look, it has not been easy to do this work. And the only thing you can say is if you will also think about others and also do what God has called you to do. Who? Then it will be worth it. Yes. And I know that when Papa Hagen sees all of us, he will see all of you are his children. Because you are children's children. It's a seed that went down, 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 down. Please don't let us down. Don't be deceived by what is going Every Everything that glitters is not gold. Every pastor who is staying as a pastor is not representing us the way what we, what we really believe in. That's why I'm talking about the things now. Some of the things I have not said them before. It's like I don't say anything. I just go, like this story I'm telling you, that I call you, I say, come. And you, you say you are not well. Then later, I call you, 11 o'clock, you are not in the house. It is raining too. I remember the rain beat me as I entered the telephone booth. Yeah, you've heard me say that story before. Have you heard me say that story before? Uh, you listen to the Macanet properly. Oh, it's Switzerland, yeah. It's here. Every story is a real person. <laughs> are you there? But you people, you are going to do well. You are going to do well. <laughs> Not everybody speaks English in this world. Who said English is the most important language in the world? In the everything revolves around English language. Every ministry. When we started going around with our church, with our crusades to Senegal, Burkina Faso, Mali, Cote d'Ivoire. They don't have French books. They don't have French. They don't have pastors coming there. Don't have course. Everybody, American, English, everybody feels everything is English. So the, um, the French side is dry. Yeah. You, you only love yourself. So that's why at great cost we are translating the books. God bless Alex. Alex, Alex translated all the books. Do you know Alex? Do you both know her? Yeah. yeah. Alex translating, working, the night, the day, to do these books. I hope she's coming come to Accra soon. Hey. She's done marriage, model marriage counseling in French. It's been printed now. You have it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there? Or you are not there? Yeah. So please, don't think about, I, I don't, I'm not trying to promote me. I'm now, my concern is you. Yeah. The older pastors, I'm not trying to promote you, I'm trying to edge you on to the next part of your course. But these younger ones, I'm trying to lift them up into the first step. Mm, the first step of their whatever. But many of you, you are already on your course. I'm just trying to make sure that you, you get into, if it's two more steps or three more steps of your life. Of your course. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not thinking of myself. I'm not thinking about, I'm, th- I'm thinking about you. I really want you to do well. <laughs> 
That's what I want. And that's what this, this verse is saying. You have self because thou hast lifted up thyself. I'm not trying to lift up myself. I'm trying to lift you up. I want to see you there holding the microphone. I become so happy when I see them holding the microphone, talking, speaking, preaching, and having the same problem that I have. <laughs> then I know you love me more because you understand me. Yeah. See, this is what Bishop was saying. Oh. Let's go for that thing and listen carefully to how he said it. The same, you will see what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you see, you see it. And you say, wow, this thing, I didn't know. I, are you there? First one is for self. You can sit down. Self enhancement. Second one, self love. Third one, self interest. Fourth one, self promotion. Amen. And the last one is self-consciousness. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Considering thyself. Huh. Think about yourself. This one is the important self-consciousness. Amen. Sometimes you need to think about it. When you are rebuking somebody, you need to think about yourself. That's why for a long time I haven't rebuked anybody. I just flow along without saying anything. But there's a time that you have to also rebuke. And that's the time that we've reached now. Yeah, at first I just go and just say, so these people, they are somewhere and I just go. I say it in my head and I go. And I say to myself, I won't come here again. Uh-huh. You understand? But now is the time to speak. And come again. Yes, I'll come by the grace of God. Are you there? Self-conscious. You need to think about yourself. Sometimes you need to think of others. Amen. Psalm 35. Stir up thyself. 23. Psalm 35 verse 23. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment. Even unto my cause. So here again, he is thinking of himself. Stir up thyself. So God is showing us a person can be oriented towards himself. More and more, he slanted towards himself. All himself. 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 But I want you to be oriented towards the other person. The other person. If you are a son, be oriented towards the father. Go towards the mother. Amen. Amen. One day, I was speaking to a certain man of God. This certain man of God had divorced his wife. And as I spoke to him, I explained to him, I told him something. I said, I know that you loved your family. And he was quiet. And I told him, and I I reminded him of something that he said some years ago. I said, I know that you love your wife, you love your children. And it was a very, very difficult thing for you to divorce. Then he said something, he said, 
I will not recommend anybody in this world to, to ever be divorced. Somebody who has divorced, will say, I will never recommend it to anybody. Yeah. You see, and then as I spoke, he was quiet. And I spoke on and on and on. You know? And he realized that I do not believe in divorce. But he realized that I was not condemning him. And he realized that I was even understanding his problems. That I was even telling him and he was quiet. You see, rarely do you get people who are thinking about how you must be feeling. They only think of themselves. Everybody who has gone to do something wrong, think about the person didn't wake up and say, I am a bad person and I'm going to do bad things in this world. Let's go and perform. Let's go. Badness. No. How many many have done something bad before? Raise your hand. Did you plan to do? Have you made a mistake before? And you are here. By the mercies. The Bible says his mercies are over all his works. That means that anytime God works mercies, there is some forgiveness. Like you see me standing here. It means that some plenty forgivenesses are happening. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. So, when you are a child, like, like you, think about me. That, oh, maybe bishop this, how this. That thing. One day, somebody will also think, and you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. They'll just think of, oh, my job, my child, my work, my school, my this, my exam, my that. <laughs> if I was to think about my school, my exam, my whatever, I would not be, I would not be a pastor. I will not have started Lighthouse Chapel. I just think of my future, my career, my life, my medical career. I have to specialize. I have to be this. I have to, I'm not a specialist. I'm just a normal doctor. I have to lose something. Yeah. So it don't just think about me. About what is, what is good for me. Or my children. No. I send my children to school. I send my children to a normal school just near my house. My son is even a founder of, of a school. When I say a founder, the first student. <laughs> the only student in the school that the school was starting in somebody's house. Because the, my child was not accepted in the Catholic school. Yeah. I said, well, that's, that's what, that's the child, that's the school that my child will go to. I'm not just thinking of my children. I want my children, I want my child to go to Ivy League, this. I want my child to be this. My child, my child should be okay. I'm not putting them in any bad thing. But I'm not going to sacrifice the whole world. Just for, my, my mind is not oriented on my children. No, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> At all. God will take care. I give them to the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4. Many people are just delighting themselves. Hey! But you see, instead of just enjoying delights in marriage, I've written a book on delightful marriage. Isn't it? Model marriage. So that you will also delight yourself. You can open the pages and see what to do. Huh? I know you are not married. Don't read that book, please. 
moment you take a book like Model Mind. You, you see those, some of the pictures and the drawings. How do you think those pictures were there? Somebody had to draw it. Somebody had to draw his wife. That, those pictures is somebody's wife. <laughs> If he was if he was just thinking about himself, do you think we, we, we he can have such a book? What a sacrifice. Somebody has to model, stand there like this, uh, put some time. Hey! <laughs> so we are not just thinking of delight for thyself, but delight for others. Amen. Psalm 37, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. Don't be worried about, don't be worried within yourself because of him who prospered in his way. Psalm 37, verse 8. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself. Don't be angry within yourself. Amen. Self consciousness. And the best example of self consciousness is found in. Genesis chapter 1, chapter 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. You hide yourself, because you become self-conscious. If you take off your clothes, you suddenly go, Because all the things that we are wearing under our tone, some have become brown. Some have become brownish. <laughs> Some have become bluish. Yellowish. You become concerned. And some things which look very whatever on the outside, in reality, it looks flabby on the inside. So you become self-conscious. So they were, they were afraid. Eh? Now, what is it that makes you self? As soon as you become self-conscious, you start to hide yourself. You want to sit at the back. You want to sit outside. You want to stay somewhere. Don't be far away. You don't come near. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be seen. You understand? And it's it's because of sin. 
There's something negative. Something negative. But when you are full of positivity, you want to be seen. You want to be there. You are ready to smile. You are not afraid. Do you understand? But when there's more sin in your heart and your soul, you get it. Then you want to be away. And it causes you to stay. Cover yourself. And the more you cover yourself, you, re- you, you prevent yourself from receiving wisdom, knowledge, ideas, spiritual input, and it causes a severe reduction in intellectual and spiritual capacity, resulting in a distortion of what you are supposed to be. Yeah. Severely. Severe. How many will agree that those that are not at the camp can be severely reduced in their intellectual and spiritual capacity to understand a lot of things? Yeah, because we are addressing a lot of things clearly. And you are understanding why some things are some way. Because sometimes you know that something is some way, but you don't know why it is some way. But as we are here, gradually begin to understand that this whole thing is the foundation of the church. Not thinking about yourself is the foundation. Paying tight is a foundation. Sacrificing is a foundational issue. It's the beauty of the church. You take it out of the church, you take away the beauty of the church. And you are left with a desolate place. It's all gone. Like the woman I told you about, the unforgiving you, you sacrifice, you take away sacrifice, you are scratching the beauty and you are taking away the glory because sacrifice brings glory. When you sacrifice for God, when you make that move, I, as for me, I was living in Switzerland, but because of God, I decided to go and live in Germany. I got a job that was paying me even less, but I went to live there because of God. It brings the beauty to your life and your ministry. Oh, yes. Look at Pastor Robert. Look at Pastor Robert. Who came here? He was the first person who came to take over the church when I, when I started it, God willing, God, by God's grace in 1992. Do you know what happened to him? When he came here, when he, he was living in Brussels and he couldn't stay because he didn't have the papers. So I told him, I said, Pastor Robert, we need to think of something because he will come in, he go, come in three months, he had to go. I said, we have to think of something. And I said, look, can, can we go to school? He said, me school, because he has already gone to school. He's finished going to school. He's a pharmacist. So I said, look, try and see if you can go to school here. A grown-up. So he came, he said, let me apply to the University of Geneva. We applied to the University of Geneva to do a course. <laughs> Something that he has no intention of doing. So he went to the university, applied and went for lectures. In French. So that he could live here and do the work here. Yeah. When I lift up the under of the church, you will see what is there. What, what we are all standing on. People have made sacrifices. So he went, I remember sometimes he would be going, oh, a useless cause that he has no need of. He did it. And he was able to, by the time he finished the course, he had his citizenship. And he could now move in the Schengen, whatever. So he was just in E3. Yeah. But you see, these are what people have done. And some of you, you say, I can't move my school. I can't do this school here. I have to do... There are people who have made all those sacrifices for school. 
They sacrifice their school. They change their courses. They've done this for the church. That is why the church is there. That's what has brought beauty to the church. You, you maybe you don't know. See, maybe you don't know what people have done that makes the, the church exist. A lot of people have done so many adjustments. That's what brings is the foundation. When Yongicho was coming to Ghana, I wanted to be I wanted to be at the program. My wife was pregnant, nine months pregnant. And her date that she was to give her was when Yongicho was coming. Yeah. So I said, look, this is going to affect the program. So I decided to rather have a premature baby. So that I can I can do the work. So I talked to the doctor, I said, look, cut out the cut out the baby earlier. By a week or two. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you may not know. So that, the, because I, if my wife is coming, I, I, I wanted to be there. So, I mean, I did, I, I organized a premature, I had a premature child. And all through a school, you see that she's always a little slower. Yeah. So, so that the church can go on. You are looking at my face. That's why I said, I'm ready to wash my, my face so I'll never see you again, if that's what it means. You don't know what we do to be here. What the things that we are doing for the church to exist. Yeah. I think that we just came. And then God's church just suddenly blows up out of nothing. One day my, my child was in school. Everybody could read, but she could not read. And I was just looking at all. Because I'm a doctor, I know. You know, it's actually your age when you are premature. Your age is actually your age is not the age that you are born. You have to actually add the the ones because they were the ones in the womb that you didn't fulfill before you came out. That's why in Korea, when you ask you how old you are, they they don't give you how we say our age. They add plus one year because you are old. They consider from the time you are in the womb is one year plus the other one. So if you are sixty nine, you are seventy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you are older than you are. You have been in existence. You've been alive for all this time. Only that your house was in there. Look, nothing comes around. Just, it just comes. It's nice. It's there. No, people have been paid. It's the under of the church. We don't say everything. So it's not nice to say everything. But you must know, if God is going to use you, you will also be the under of a church somewhere. You will also pay a price. You, you will also pay a price. Yeah. Now, Christianity is based on this one thing, unselfishness. God so loved the world. Not God so loved himself. God so loved himself that he made the universe even nicer. No, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That the whole of the church is based on only that thing. Loving other people who are not having, who are having problems that you personally don't have. You, you are okay. They have a problem. That's the world. The world has a problem. God doesn't have a problem. The world has a problem. And God loves the people who have a problem, even though he doesn't have that problem. So when you see that God has protected you and shielded you from having certain problems, you must know that God wants to use you to help people who don't have the kind of peace that you have. 
who have far more problems than you have. But what is happening is that people whom God has shielded and has blessed and has helped and has educated and has covered, they rather tend to now love themselves even more instead of lifting up their eyes to see that over there, over there, over there, over there, those people are far worse off than I am. And I have to get out of myself and go to those people and do something for them. Christianity is based Christianity is based on only this one thing that you are in your castle Nikopo, your castle is good everything is good salary good, wife good child good, money good stable, nice, everything peaceful city good but there, there, far away there and there, and over there God so loved the world the world which was dying and sick in darkness. He loved them from heaven, from his beautiful glory. He came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth. My debts to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I your name on he came from heaven to earth he came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my dad to pay from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky Lord I lift your name on sing it slowly he came he came from heaven From the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Listen, Christianity is based upon the unselfishness of a blessed person. Write it down, write it down. Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. 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 Christianity is based, is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. God blessed, so loved the world. He was unselfish and he loved the world. Amen. He did not sit in his glory. He did not sit in his peace. Bible said peace, perfect peace was with God. He did not sit in his peaceful environment. He came to a world of confusion. A world of wickedness. A world full of demons. He did not leave us to the demon for the demons to do and finish us off and take us to hell with them. Christianity is based on, on, on a blessed person. A blessed person. Who is not unselfish? A blessed person. What did I say? It's based on what? A blessed. 
on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Yeah. That's Christianity. It's based on the answer. Not just of anybody, but somebody who is blessed. And that's why, that's why, that's why when we come here and it's like, you are so blessed. When I say you are blessed, I know you have difficult. We all struggle to pay bills, this, that, that. Nobody has so much money. But I tell you, when you look out of your window, when you look out of your window, when you look out of your window and look across and you see Lord. You see that, yeah. That's why to me, I, I see myself as so blessed. Sometimes somebody asks, so, but what do you have that you say you are so blessed? But to me, I am blessed. Huh. I feel blessed. And Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. You see, that's why when God blessed us at the Kodesh, God blessed us in our churches, you know, Christianity is based on our unselfishness. We have to get up and go. That's why even the countries we are going, like in Cote d'Ivoire, we are not going to the capital. We are not going to Abidjan. No, no, no. We are going to places. We are going inside the forest. The people are there. People are there. They sleep in sand. Poverty. Written poverty. Written depressed. Struggling. Witches. Wizards. What have you? We have been to towns where there is a wizard who controls the whole town. Hey. Anybody who does something, say, I'll go and tell this uh, 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 wizard to come and catch you. <laughs> Christianity is based on the unselfishness. How many realize that you are blessed? Yeah. Yes. You are very, very blessed. You are super rich. Super rich. Super. Lift your hand and say, I'm rich. I'm so rich. Hey. What type of rich person are you? Hey! Hey! So rich. I mean, I mean. I said, eh, but some people have this, and I don't have this, and I don't have. Shut up, shut up. We are tired of this type of thinking. Locate and find out who is the one who was saying that. Who, who, the, who was the one who was saying that? Angel police. Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. It's based. The Christianity of many souls in Germany will be based on the unselfishness of the Swiss church. On the unselfish of the blessed Swiss church. And you are blessed. You have choirs, you have musicians, you have singers. Instruments, halls, uh, projectors. Yes. Hmm. 
true. So when I see you, anytime you see that you are blessed, God has blessed you. Shall I start to know that some serious responsibilities are coming on you? Yeah. Serious. That's why probably America keeps attacking other countries. Because they see it as a responsibility. Their blessings and their riches. Because America is actually a very small country. (laughs) It's actually a very small country. But when you see the continent of North America, America is actually the upper part. The lower part is Mexico. America is not the whole continent. America is just the upper middle part there. And then the lower part, or from about halfway down, is Mexico. <laughs> that small place is so blessed. And you see, it, and that is, and thank God, most of the missionaries in the world have come from America from a certain time. Most of the Christian television has come from America. Because Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. When you go to Tanzania, Americans have opened a Christian television station there. Tanzania, Uganda, Kenya, they have Americans. All are done by Americans. It's based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. When you go to Liberia, they open a radio station called Radio Elwa. It was based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Yes. All Christianity is about a blessed person who... God so loved down the world that he gave. And what what does a blessed person do? He gives. He gives. He gives. He gives. gives. That's why when you come and you see blessed people and they don't want to give to. The selfishness is so much. That's why I I call this a foundation of Christianity. John 3.16. I wish Grace was here. I've made us in so many songs. It's a pity. She's singing for you. John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Huh? I would have been dead in my grave. Sleeping in my grave. Knocking the coffin by now. Twelve years ago, I was somersaulting in a car. 12 years ago. And I came out. God is nothing. Why? He had something for me to do. With the blessing that he put on my life. That is the reason why I didn't quit. And that is what I must live for. I must not have any other reason. Or even a secondary reason. I must not have even a second or third reason. In addition to the main the reason. I... It's a foundational. It's the under of the whole church is based on this. That there's a blessed. Look at me. I'm the blessed. I went to secondary school. Huh? I do well in school. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think in a certain way. I don't know why I think that way. When I do exams, I I'd rather learn the question before I learn the, the book. Yeah. That's how I, I always did very well in school. I just was, like, what has thou that thou didst not receive? Everything you have, you received it. That's it. Even the way you think, exam, passing, everything is from God. Yeah. Yeah. I came from a home. My father never divorced my mother. My mother never divorced my father. I saw daddy and mommy till, I, till my father died. Stable. Stable. You see, and when you, when you don't have a stable home, it affects you. Yeah. So that you don't know how to be a daddy, you don't know how to be a mommy. 
Some of the some of the ladies they don't know how to be they don't know how to be ladies. They don't know how to sit even to close your legs. You see that sitting like they'll be sitting anyhow like that. They are not ladies. They don't bath. You see them, you think that they will bath. They don't bath. They don't bath, they don't cook. They cannot cook, can't cook, won't cook. Shan't cook. Anyhow, because not, not because they are bad, but they didn't have mommy. They didn't have daddy. They didn't have mommy. Yeah. I had mommy, I had daddy. I'm blessed too. So Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Uh-huh. Are, are you understanding it better? Uh-huh. Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. And, and look at some of you here. You, you should not have been in this country. Uh, people cannot easily come here, but you have been able to come here. Uh, how are you able to be here? You are blessed, oh. <laughs> hey! Never say that again that you are not blessed. You don't have. Look at what you earn. You know what people are earning. You know what people are earning. Ladies, touch your breast. Hold your breast. There's no lamp in it. No cancer. As of today, you say you are not blessed. Uh... Oh, hold it well and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Richard, people don't believe what we are saying. No? One of our churches, one of our churches, one of the ladies singing the child, doing everything. Just check her breast. And one, they say, oh, this is told her, ah, you have cancer. Advance, you have to come to, by next week. I have to cut, cut off. Just like that. Just like that. The flash like that is it's gone. And now your life is now just taking, taking, taking bomb. So that's why I say, hold it. I say, thank you, Jesus. I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies. Uh, Christ, and if God has, when, when that happens to you, it means that, 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 to the grave. It's over. One guy, he married his wife. He was happy in the house. Baby wasn't coming. Baby wasn't coming. Baby wasn't. So his wife went to hospital to go and do uh, just to see why the baby was not coming. So then the doctor said, well, "Let me just check your breast since you are here." So he just check the breast. Oh, ad- adenocarcinoma. Do you know adenocarcinoma? <laughs> Intraductal carcinoma. Advanced with lumps in the axilla and other places. Just a young twenty-something years old. You are sitting here. You are just going free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You say, I'm not blessed. I mean, I'm not blessed. I know people. Bishop is talking about people who are blessed. That's for me. He doesn't have for me. I have a lot of problems in my life. You want to see a real problem, eh? You want to see a problem? One day, I saw a certain wife who was complaining about her husband. I said, my friend, let me show you. Do you want me to show you a real problem? 
a real problem. Then I showed her three real problems. She became quiet. I said, please, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't have any problem in this world. agree with me that you are blessed. And Christianity uh, is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. The advance of Christianity, the furtherance of the gospel is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Yeah. Paul Crouch, who made TBN, a blessed man, and he made a station. And through his unselfishness, the satellite goes everywhere in the world. Yeah, the Arab world. What's the name of those God Channel uh, boys and girls? Rory and Wendy. A blessed couple. And through their blessed, their unselfishness, they are making the gospel in India, in here, in here, in here, so many places. They uh, star was his man, Johnny Lamb. Through his blessing, millions of dollars. They just, they just, just sit in America and say, we are blessed. They want to make it available. Maurice Cerullo, a millionaire, blessed, whatever. Through his blessing, also made a station. Do you understand? Christianity is based on the unselfishness. Of someone who is blessed. And all of us here, we are blessed. Amen. You may not know, we are blessed. Young man, what is your name? Andy. Andy. How old are you? 21. Do you have a child? It's, it's a blessing. That's all in itself, it's a blessing. I know people your age, they have already given birth. Yeah. Yeah. You are blessed. You are, you, are, you are in a church on a Tuesday in the, in the morning. They are, you are in a church in the, in the afternoon. So your friend just like you, they are in prison. Gangs. You say, every day they are asking for. <laughs> asking for what? Don't talk. Oh. God hears things. Oh. When the Syrophoenician woman said, even the dogs eat from the bread, the crumbs. Jesus said, because of this thy saying, this thing that you said, you are healed. Because when you say something, the, 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 the heaven will say, because of what you said. When Nebuchadnezzar was walking in the, in the, in the city, the Bible said, he said in himself, my arm and my strength have created this beautiful city. And God said, oh, I see. I didn't know. I didn't know. To the garden. He became an animal. When you speak to Nebuchadnezzar for eight, seven years, when you speak to him, he said, Hello, Nebuchadnezzar, you say, Moo. Moo. Sometimes a cat. Meow, meow, meow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Meow, meow. In Legon, we, we used to have four levels. The hall, the, some would say the top floor, we are cows. The second floor, we are dogs. The third floor, we are cats. And the first floor, we are what? Chicken, chicken says what? Cuckoo, cuckoo. So you are chicken, you are uh, you are cuckoo, cuckoo, you are cow, moo, you are dogs, whoa, 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 and then you are what? Cats, meow, meow. So when I say ready, go, there, ready, go. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, only these people. Only these people. Only these people. Only these people. Together. Ah! This is the sickness that Nebuchadnezzar had after saying that he has built the city. He said, I have built a beautiful city. The Bible says he developed a sickness that made him an animal. And he went out. Even what I'm telling you, you now it's less because he was eating grass. He was like this. The king, after seven years, he was healed and he came back to his throne. So please be careful of what you say. Say, Amy, I'm not this. Why are they always asking for that? Ask for me. Please, I beg you for your own sake. Because when God hears it, God may say, oh, I see. Okay, go and bath. You say, go and bath tomorrow. And you'll be bathing tomorrow. What is this? What is this tone? What is this tone I'm feeling? You go. And they say, we are sorry to tell you. We are sorry to tell you. Now, please. Say I am blessed. Say, thank you Jesus. Thousand times, thousand milligrams a day. Every day, say thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I thank you. I'm blessed. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. I'm blessed. I'm healed. I thank you. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I thank you. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a blessed person. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's all I want from you. Gratefulness. Be thankful every day to God. Thank God. Thank God for everything. In everything. Just thank you, God. Thank you. I'm here. I shouldn't have been here. Yeah, I look at myself. I'm a pastor. What, what am I doing as a pastor? My family. Which part of my family are pastors? Yeah, I shouldn't be here. This is not how my life was supposed to be. God has shown me mercy. To me, I'm blessed. Everything I have is a blessing. That's what I think. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. Look at all of you. Churches. People love me. I go, they come to me. They talk. Got my wife go and program. More than a thousand women in Leeds. What else do I want? It's a blessing. To me, I'm blessed. Whatever problem I have, I, God, it's all. I thank you. Yeah, I'm thankful. You know, and I owe. I have an, a debt to pay. Do you understand? And that debt is a debt of love. Paul said, owe no man anything except to love. And you owe God your love. You owe God your life. You owe God everything. You owe God everything. Everything you have, you owe to God. You owe God your very life. Don't boast. Don't boast about anything. You owe God your life. Don't don't shout. Don't be too... Say many things. Don't talk about things that you don't understand. You owe God your life. Yeah. Huh? Please. Please see yourself as a blessed person. 
Because it is the, it's the first step to delusion is to think of yourself as not a blessed person so that you don't have any debts to pay. See, that's the reason. It's like, I want to see myself as nobody so that I can say, oh, yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't oh, no, no, I don't have I mean, I don't have any. They have something. They, they are blessed. They, 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 it's bishop. <laughs> it is them, but not me. Me, after me, I'm nothing. Don't say that again, please. Don't say I'm nothing. You, you, you may remain as nothing forever. For this thy saying. Look at your wife and thank God for her. Hey, shh. Look at your don't, don't get angry with your wife. It's, it's okay. Whatever she is, it's good. Even the bad side of her is good for you. It's medicine. Wow. 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 Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. How do you say it in French? Okay, Sabine, say it loud. Say it loud. Come and say it in the microphone. Le christianisme est basé sur l'altruisme d'une personne bénie. Is it correct? One more time. Say it. I want to say, say like a preacher. Le christianisme est basé sur l'altruisme d'une personne bénie. Hey! Say it for the last time. Le... Le christianisme est basé sur l'altruisme d'une personne qui est bénie. It is powerful. How many have learned something about unselfishness? How many have seen that it's a real foundation of everything that we have and everything that we have? And once you take away unselfishness and you move into selfishness and self-consciousness and self-interest, the whole system becomes, yeah, something. Self-awareness, self-conscious, self-catering, self-aggrandizement, self-centered, self-promoted. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit dagheywoodmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.